Thank you for listening to the One City Church Podcast. We hope this resource inspires you and equips you to walk in everything that God has for you. The Roman road of salvation. We've all heard that before. The scriptures in the book of Romans that leads us through the process of salvation. I'd like to take you back a little further and talk about the Roman road construction plan. As you study history, the Roman Empire was known for their highways, their roads that they had constructed, and they had a plan. The foundational layer was of stone. The middle layer was a softer material, often sand, dirt. The top layer, the surface layer, was called metalling. Now, metalling is where they took either gravel or stones, and they placed them together. They took the gravel and they rammed it down, and they pushed the stones together. It was a process of creating this meddling that looks like perhaps armor on a knight, on a soldier, meddling, paving stones, gravel, pressed, pushed, rammed together. In Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, Jesus said, on this rock, now I want you to keep those three layers in mind. On this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. You see, there are three layers of construction for rebuilding One City Church in 2021. Now, this came out of a staff meeting a few weeks ago where I stood before the staff and I just shared my heart with them and what I perceived to be the need of our congregation. And out of that moment, the staff began to strategize and we came up, they came up with these three layers of construction, the Roman road construction plan, the Roman road to our salvation in 2021. The foundational layer, the layer of stone, is to connect to God this year. The first layer that we have to, we have to accomplish is we have to connect to God this year. We have to connect to his presence because out of everything we've been through, people need to be in God's presence. Yes, sir. The middle layer, that layer of sand, means to connect with people. People now more than ever need fellowship, connectivity. As in the Greek, in the early church, it was called koinia. And never underestimate the power of fellowship or demean that or diminish it. Because the Bible says that the early church was built upon the apostles' doctrine, the breaking of bread daily, and fellowship. Koinia is vital for the health of the church. Days like this where there's just family and synergy and energy and being together is vital to the health of a congregation. Koinia, fellowship, connect with people. And then the surface layer, that layer of meddling, that is where we find hope. Where we as a congregation, as living stones, Paul said, we're being 
put together, rammed together, packed together, each one finding their place, finding their place within the house where they fit. You got to get in where you fit in. And everyone finding their place, their shape, finding their place within the church. We're building a road of salvation, a road of hope for people. That's what it means. You see, Roman roads were the infrastructure of an empire built for the purpose of connectivity and the spread of Pax Romana or Roman peace or Roman hope. They built these roads that connected cities and villages and countries together to bring hope to the known world at that time. If you have your Bibles, let's look at Ephesians chapter 7, verses 7 through 13, and I'll have to read quickly. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 7, reading the Passion Bible, and he has generously given each one of us supernatural grace according to the size of the gift of Christ. This is why he says, he ascends into the heavenly heights, taking his many captured ones with him, and gifts were given to men. He ascended means that he returned to heaven after he had first descended from the heights of heaven, even descending as far as the lowest parts of the earth. The same one who descended is also the one who ascended above the heights of heaven in order to begin the restoration and fulfillment of all things. Verse 11, and he has appointed some with grace, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, and their calling is is to nurture and prepare all the holy believers to do their own works of ministry. And as they do this, they will enlarge and build up the body of Christ. These grace ministries will function until we all attain oneness in the faith, until we all experience the fullness of what it means to know the Son of God, and finally we become one perfect man with the full dimensions of spiritual maturity and fully developed into the abundance of Christ. Powerful. This morning, of course, we'll title this, Connect to God, Connect with People, Find Hope, One City Church Vision 2021. My first point was, of course, the foundational layer of stone, which means to connect to God. Now, back in our text in Ephesians 4, verses 9 and 10, it talks about he ascended. He ascended to heaven, but then he came and he descended down to the lowest parts of the earth in verse 9, the lowest parts. And he did this so he could go back up in order to begin the restoration of all things. So I just, I want you to see, he came down to the lowest common denominator of humanity. And then he ascended and he took the captured ones with him and he brought them back up to heaven so we could sit in heavenly places with Christ Jesus so he could restore us to true sonship. He descended to the lowest common denominator of humanity. He went all the way. Do you know he went to the deepest parts of your life and he started there with you. And then he pulls you up with him. When Jesus ascended before the 500 after the resurrection, he was pulling humanity with him. 
He pulled us up with him into the heavenlies so we could be seated next to, next to him as the sons of God. God wants to restore you to your sonship. So the, the first thing we have to do in 2021 is experience God and discover your true identity. Connect to God. Experience God and discover your true identity. Matthew 22, and Jesus said to them, you're mistaken, not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. The word mistaken there in the Greek means to roam. Knowing means personal experience as a man would know a woman. It's personal, it's intimate. So he says you're mistaken because you're roaming about not knowing who you are in Christ Jesus. Men and women today do not know who they are. They don't understand their true identity, who, were, who they were made to be. Created in the image of God, seated at the right hand of the Father with Jesus Christ. We don't understand our sonship in Jesus. And so people need to have an encounter with God so they can understand their true identity. So Jesus goes down to the lowest common denominator of humanity. He starts there. He starts there. The darkest part of your life. The, the worst part of your life, those secrets that you don't tell anybody. Those things before you got saved that you don't tell anybody. That junk, that junk that you don't want to talk about, he goes to the, to the lowest part. How many knows he don't save part of you and leave the worst behind? He starts with the worst and that's where he starts. That's where redemption starts. You say, but pastor, you don't know what I did. You don't know what he did. He goes to the lowest part, and then he starts pulling you up with him. And he ascends to the heavens so that you can stand before the Father. And you stand there because of Christ, and you begin to discover who you are in Christ Jesus, your true identity. No more roaming about. No more roaming about, lost and confused and dissatisfied and frustrated with life. All men and women are asking the same question that Jesus asked when he said, who do men say that I am? We all worry about people's opinions and we all fear rejection and being misunderstood and we all have the basic human needs of acceptance, approval by people, and then to feel that we're a part of a group. We all need inclusion. We're all looking for acceptance, and we all ask the question, who do men say that I am? In that same story in Matthew 16, Jesus said, who do men say that I am? And Peter said, you're the Christ. And Jesus said, that's revelatory. And then he turned around and he said, let me tell you something, you are Peter. He said, you're the Christ. He said, yeah, but you're Peter. You see, when you meet Christ and you discover who he is, it's then that you discover who you are. G Peter said, you're the Christ. Jesus said, you're the Peter. He said that. Listen, John chapter, uh, chapter 3 and verse 5. Unless a person admits to this original creation, he will never see the kingdom of God. You've got to get back to the original you. You've got to get back to who you are. You've got to discover who you are in Christ or you're going to spend the rest of your life roaming about in confusion. On this statement, you are the Christ. He said, you're Simon Barjona, you're Peter. And then he said, on this relationship, I will build my church. 
where men discover who Christ is, and then because of that discovery, they discover who they are. On this, he said, I will build my church. And you must be born again, John chapter 3, back to the original you. In the very beginning, as Jeremiah said, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. I had plans for you. I had great plans for you. I had, a, I had an ideal about you. You've got to be born again to where God originally started with you before all the junk of life messed you up. You got to get back. You got to get back. Repeat this after me. God has a big ideal about me. God has a big ideal about me and him. You're the Christ. You're my son. God's got a big ideal about me and him. The second layer is the middle layer of sand. And that's where now that we've connected to God, now we can appropriately in a healthy way connect with people. Ephesians 4 in our text in verse 11 it said and he has appointed some with grace to be apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Verse 12 and their calling is to nurture and prepare the believers and as they do this they will enlarge and build up the church. Ha. Huh. You see there is a grace to connect the right person to the right place for the enlargement of the church. I want you to remember, we're built on the stone, the cornerstone, Jesus Christ. And then on top of that, there is the sand, that middle layer. And that middle layer is made up of a diversity of people. And the great thing about the unity of diversity is it creates unlimited possibilities. Because in this room and online, there are people that have different giftings, different callings, different anointings. All this comes together. All this comes together to lay this pathway into 2021, this Roman road of salvation. It lays it down so that we can move forward as a church. But it takes every person finding their place and finding what God wants them to do, finding their purpose. And there is something powerful whenever the right person gets in the right place, it releases the right power. We have to understand the importance of this synergy. And there's a grace in this house to help you find your place. There is a grace to help you find your place. You say, Pastor, I don't know. There's a grace to help you know. You say, Pastor, I'm trying to figure out where I fit in. There's a grace to help you fit in. Because he said, I've given the grace ministries for the perfecting of the saints to prepare them to do their ministry so the church can be enlarged and can grow. You have to understand the, the function of this staff is not just for us to do ministry, but it's equip you to do ministry. This is about releasing you into your place and into your purpose. We're here to help you Find out who you are in Christ, find your place within the church, and to find your purpose in living. That's our calling. Connect you to God and then to connect you to each other so there's a synergy in the house. And suddenly this church begins to enlarge as we bring about the kingdom of God here in Southeast Texas. Move, gotta move, say gotta move. Number two, so our second point is there's power in our partnership. Colossians 2.19, 
They're completely out of touch with the source of life, he said. Christ, who puts us together in one piece, whose very breath and blood flow through us. He is the head and we're the body. We can grow up healthy in God only as he nourishes us. Do you understand that when you get out of touch, everybody take a deep breath. Did you know that when you get out of touch with church, you get out of touch with life? You, you've got to be, you've got to be locked in to a local church, rather on campus or on, uh, online. You've got to be locked in because it's through that body that the blood flows. You take my hand and cut it off. And because it's detached from the, the circulation of blood, that, that hand will begin to decay, wither and die. But as it's connected to the body, suddenly there's a flow of blood. And the blood is taking oxygen to the, to the, to the, to the blood cells. It's, it's, taking it, or taking, it's taking oxygen through the red blood cells to the tissue and the fibers and the tendons and the muscle. That's, that's why that hand can flourish. That's what he was saying in Colossians. If you're not attached to the body, you're going to begin to wither and die. Do you know they're talking about now the benefits of strong social connections? There's increased longevity. A stronger immune system, better mental health, more support for healthy habits, and more resilience. There's a good reason for you to go to church. If you want to live longer, you want to stay healthier, you, you want to clear up your mind and not be crazy and have mental health. If you want, if you want to support healthy habits, how many knows when you get detached from the church, you start picking up some bad habits? Oh, come on. Come on, guys. This is much better preaching than what you're talking back at me. Listen, you get detached from the church and you're going to pick up some nasty habits. But when you're in the church and you're being nurtured and fed and challenged, challenged, say challenged. If you're looking to come here to be stroked all the time, I can't do it. But if you're looking to be challenged and motivated and encouraged and built up in your most holy faith, I'm your guy. I'm here to challenge you to be more, to do more, to go higher, to go farther than you've ever gone before. Listen to this. When two people share positive emotions, even though it's momentary, there is a synergy between them. I, there's a synchronizing between them, between their chemistry and their behavior, which can result in mutual connection and investment in each other's well-being. This comes from a psychologist, Fredrickson. I thought it was interesting. She calls these micro moments of connection. When you're with somebody, there's a micro moment of connection where there's, there's positive emotions happening between us where there's encouragement and faith and we're talking the scriptures and we're talking about God and we're building each other up. There's a micro moment of connectivity there. There's something happening. And you say, well, what is that? Luke chapter 24, verse 32. Didn't our hearts burn with the flames of holy passion while we walked beside him? This was a micro moment of connection when the two disciples on the road to Emmaus encountered the Christ. Have you ever been with somebody in Rayo's or Starbucks or a restaurant or, or after service, before service, or in market basket, or wherever. And you just begin to connect. And you begin to talk about God and his goodness. And you begin to, you just, there was a micro moment of connection. 
And suddenly you felt this holy passion beginning to burn within you. Connectivity, micro moments. That's why we need each other. So that we connect on the road to Emmaus and the flames of holy passion begin to burn within us. You see, horizontal connections release vertical power. When we connect to each other, it stirs up the gifting within. And suddenly there's a holy passion that burns within us. So repeat after me, our power is in our partnership. We're talking about the Roman road of salvation. We're talking about the Roman road of construction plan of how to get into this new year. We start out with the bedrock of God. You got to connect to him and discover who he is and discover who you are. Then the middle layer is the sand. That's the dirt. We're made of dirt. We're the people that come in the middle there and we get connected to one another. And suddenly these micro moments of connection, there's a stirring up of passion within us. And that is the connectivity to one another. My third and last point. This is the surface layer of meddling up on top where the stones, they fit together. They're jammed together. They're rammed together. And they create this, this road. Pax Roma, Romanana, Roman, Ro, Romana, Roman peace, Roman hope. Think of this. Think about it. Connecting cities and villages together. Back in our text, verse 13. These grace ministries will function until we become one man with the full dimension of maturity and development and the abundance of Christ. There is a grace on this house to help people experience God and to reach a new dimension of living and the abundance of Christ. I want you to live in abundance. Spiritually, physically, mentally, emotionally, financially. I was talking to someone the other day and I shared with them, I'm not what you would call a prosperity preacher, but I do serve a prosperity God. And I do believe in the blessed life that comes out of my, the faithfulness of my stewardship, of my time, my talent, and my treasure. Yeah, I can prosper in him. I may never be a millionaire, but I can prosper in him. It's not what I'm saying. That prosperity is more than just how much stuff you accumulate. Their third point is that you have to awaken hope and activate faith. Hebrews 11, one said, now faith brings our hope into reality. You see that? Our faith brings our hope into reality. You see, if people don't have a hope, then they stop using their faith. That's why when they come to church, they need to find hope. Hope. To preach the good news of Jesus Christ. Because when people have a hope, their faith is activated. But without hope, their faith begins to wither and die. We need to be a house of hope. In 2007, I believe it was, I preached a message called The House of Possibilities. And I made the statement that the church should be a place where dreams come true, where people can find hope. 
In Proverbs 13, he said, hope deferred makes the heart sick. You see, when people have nothing to hope for, to long for, when they stop expecting, when they stop getting up every morning, expecting good things, hoping for good things, dreaming about the future, longing for things, when they stop doing that, they lose their joy. They become heart sick when people aren't hopeful, longing. When people come into our service, we can challenge them. We can, and at times we can even, we can even uh, correct them. But at the end of the day, even in our correction, there has to be hope that there's a way out. That I may go through hell, but I can go to hell and come back. There's hope. We give them hope because hope denied, it begins to create a heart sickness. Acts chapter 3. So the man gave them his attention. Peter and John at the gate, beautiful, going to the house of prayer. Crippled man asked for alms. They had none. So the man gave them his attention, expecting to get something from them. They said, silver and gold have we none, but what we've got we'll give you. Expecting. Say expecting. Do you understand the atmosphere of expectation and hope is the environment of miracles? When we come in here and we bring hope, when we come in here and we raise the level of expectation, that's the environment, the atmosphere where miracles begin to take place. So repeat this after me. God has a big ideal about my future. God has a big ideal about me and him. You're Jesus. Yeah. And you're Randy, my son. I got a big ideal about me and you. It's like him and Peter that day in Matthew 16. I got a big ideal about us. We're going to do great things. On this understanding of each other, I'm going to build my church. And the gates of hell can't beat us. And then our power is in our partnership. And then God has a big ideal about my future. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to bless you and to do you good. I got plans for you. God's got plans for your life. Stephen, come help me. You know, there is a Roman road to our future in 2021. Jesus said on Matthew, in Matthew 16, verse 18, on this rock I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. So the takeaway for, to, for you today is this. Number one, I need you to connect to God this year in 2021 and get a new revelation of who he is so you can get a new, new revelation of who you are in Christ. Number two, I need you to connect with people because there's power in our partnership. And number three, I need you to find hope. And there is a pathway. There is a pathway. And it's in the church. Now, can I leave you with one last encouraging thought? Listen to this. Found this in my, this Roman road construction plan. I just stumbled across it. I had no idea it was there, but I just want to believe Holy Spirit led me to it. I was looking for layers. Connect to God, connect to people, help people find hope. Looking for building blocks. And I came across road construction which led me to the Roman road construction plan. And I went, what? 
Amazing. Stone, sand, and meddling creates a pathway to salvation. Hope. But listen to this. The Roman road system made possible Roman conquest and administration and later provided highways for the great uh, uh, migrations into the empire and thus they believed a means for diffusion or diminishing Christianity. They thought we build these roads and we'll bring immigrants into Rome and we'll, we'll diminish the Christians, we'll dilute them will overwhelm them. <laughs> the Roman road construction plan was, part of it was to destroy Christianity in Rome. So what hell meant for their destruction, God has turned it around now and we use it for salvation. We call it the Roman road to salvation. So what the devil meant for your destruction in 2020, in 2021, God says it's a road to salvation. What COVID-19 COVID tried to separate us, we're going to come back more connected than we ever were before. He tried to polarize us through the election, but we're going to come back with synergy more than ever before. He tried to destroy the church and shut it down, but I believe a move of God is coming. listening to the One City Church podcast. For more information about our church, visit onecity.church.